0: Richard E. Grant, yes, you have done so many interesting, marvellous things, and um, what would you say has been the best for you, Uh, being an actor, a writer, now with your own business? I
1: think they all, one thing leads into the other. Um, Writing and directing my own film, Wawa, 12 years ago, was the most all-embracing creative thing that I've ever done, and in the same way that these perfumes and now there are three of them in the last three years you have control over every aspect of the product in a way that as an actor you don't have control because the only real control you have is to say yes or no to a job mm,
0: and yeah.
1: then it's how it's marketed how you're edited or whatever or cut in and out of a film that is beyond your control so mm-hmm doing a business is very satisfying.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and ruthless too. Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't sell, you know immediately. There's no equivocation about it. You, it's you know as you know from being business it's ruthless. It well, is I like that. it
0: it is very hard. And before you created your own perfumes Richard, what kind of scents did you like to wear yourself?
1: I worn three. I had uh, Eau Sauvage and Dior when I was a teenager. And then I used Blenheim Bouquet by Ah, Penhalingans from when I I emigrated to London in 1982, and I wore that for 30 years, faithfully. And then I discovered Kai, K-A-I, the um, brand made in Malibu, which is the closest to a gardenia that I've ever smelt in a perfume oil. And I thought that was absolutely sensational. Mm. So, I was loyal to those three, yeah. um, and then, and now we are my own <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> fantastic and how long did it take you to be happy with the scent?
1: took six months
0: six months
1: for the first, the first one, one or the first one yeah, yeah. because I had no idea um, if there was a scent very similar to it that existed, so I worked with a nose called Eleanor Massonet in Paris, who, work, who worked for IFF. And she turned what I had mixed up into a proper scientific formula. And she added Oud, because I said I wanted a sort of mm. Vava base to the Jack perfume. And I didn't know what that was, and mm. she suggested Oud, put that in. And I also used the... Um, all my friends. I asked all of them for dinners and would road test them individually on what they thought of the scent and also the five perfume sellers at Liberty perfume department. I asked them Mm -hmm. along the journey of various testers whether it reminded them or smelled very similar to something else because I didn't want to. I thought with all their experience and my inexperience they would be able to tell me instantly whether this smelt like something that already existed. Um, and I had a complete eureka moment because at two o'clock in the morning I had two final almost but not quite favourites of the, all the tests that, I, that we'd done and mixed them together in the middle of the night and that was the scent that I knew was the Jack original which was the light marijuana mandarin top notes
0: mm. and
1: I called Alignor Messonnet the first thing the next morning and I said mix these two together in these amounts and please tell me what that formula is Mm -hmm. because that is what it is so that's that's how it came about so i realized that as much as you try and listen to what everybody else has said and their opinions Mm. you are finally the person you've finally got to say this is what i believe in this is what you're Mm. it says in very small lettering on the back of the packaging i've been led by my nose all my life jack is my signature in scent and that is what it is
0: yeah fantastic And it's also very interesting, Richard, the way you have kind of not used your own um, status in the promotion of it as such, well, to a degree, but Mm -hmm. were you advised to do this or...?
1: No, I thought that I I wanted to try and create a brand that stood on its own and that Mm -hmm. people would... Obviously, it helps open a door if you go, I am the person promoting it, but... That only gets you so far, because if people don't like something, they won't buy it just because they happen to yeah. like what you do as an actor. So, because they have to part with a lot of money, so, you know, they have to believe that the scent is for them. Mm. And I think what I've really tried to do, because I run the company entirely between myself and my daughter, um, All right. it's authentically you know it's made in Britain I mix all the the oils in my kitchen before they're then sent off to be tested and for combustion and all the various scientific stuff that has to go on um, all the packaging I've designed yeah. the label was designed by Matt Blee's who was the graphic designer at Liberty three years ago mm-hmm. um, and he came up with this split J on the cover and I wanted it to be unisex and be a quintessentially recognizable British brand, hence the red um, pillar box packaging, colouring. And it was also come inside a Union Jack Calico bag inside with a luggage label attached so once it was opened you could personalise it to someone because if you write on the cellophane then that gets thrown away.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what would you say Richard was the hardest point of creating the product
1: for you? Firstly getting the trademark because two days before the trademark was issued i got a legal threat and a huge lawsuit from a very very big recognizable american company who said that jack sounded too like one of their perfumes and i thought that i have to go to the wall and I'd, i'd lose my money and all the investment that i put in it and somebody advised me to go against them, Samson and Goliath, um, David and Goliath style, oh. and stick to my guns. And mm-hmm. I did, and it paid off. Oh. So the lawsuit went away at the eleventh hour.
0: Yeah,
1: that was the most difficult. And also then being taken seriously by the perfume industry because Jack won the best new independent fragrance at the Fifi Awards in uh, 2015, and that was blind tested on 300 experts in the field. So. To be taken seriously by them was the best approbation I could have asked for. And I know because I sell in Liberty, Selfridge's, Fortnum and Mason and Harvey Nichols and online. I know and from the Ireland daily as well. and Brown, Thomas and mm-hmm. Ireland, um, And because I see what comes in daily on online orders, yes. and I, I know that it's absolutely split between men and women. So mm-hmm. it really has worked as a unisex brand. And I get feedback from people um, on a daily basis, which is, you know, fantastic for yeah. me. And people assume that it's not me answering or actually sending out the samples handwritten. But, I, you know, we, my daughter and I do everything. Brilliant. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: hopefully that's worked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. And um, Richard, what would you say was the most expensive part of the process? Was it packaging or was it the legal side or...?
1: All of it. The, the bottling, They I, the minimum order that Swallowfield, the company that produced it in Somerset, mm-hmm. require you to order 3,000 bottles. So as a completely unknown brand, mm. to put that amount of money out in something that may or may not sell was a huge financial risk.
0: Mm-hmm. But did you have the order from Liberty before that, or you had to create everything at the I same time? I had to create
1: everything first, mm-hmm. and then... Liberty placed an opening order,
0: mm-hmm. which was yeah. certainly
1: not 3,000 bottles units.
0: Really, yeah. Um, mm. yeah it was so, quite a gamble.
1: Yeah, it was a huge gamble, but because I've never drunk or smoked, I asked my accountant what I would have spent if I had drunk or smoked <laughs> through my life, and he gave me a figure. And I said, "Okay, I'll take a gamble and I'll, I'll put, I'll invest that in this company, and it's paid off. We were in profit after seven months."
0: Fantastic. That's great. So how do you manage to divide your time between
1: this, acting, writing? Work um, I multitask and I like my day full. And it is always full of stuff. So there's never not stuff that's going on. I'm, I literally have just come from Liberty now, putting five window displays in that i made. Um, wow, you do and the window doing display, display too? Everything. Oh. Do everything. Yep. Yeah. It's, it saves money. It also means that you then have... 100% control over how your product is branded
0: mm-hmm. so yeah and what's your kind of um, dreams for the brand to
1: to evolve? survive to survive, to survive. I, you know, I, because the, when the first one became a bestseller at Liberty after six months that enabled me to finance the second one Jack Covent Garden and then the success of that enabled me to do Jack Piccadilly 69 which had just launched last week so mm-hmm. that's, that's how it's happened. I've been, I constantly get asked by people, are you going to make a body gel or shower gel or body creams or whatever out of it? But um, at the moment, I'm sticking with doing fragrance. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. And you did the candle just oh, after. Oh, they're
1: candles, yeah. yeah. So there's a, um, a scented candle for each fragrance mm-hmm.
0: as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and are they made in the same place as the perfume? They are or? no,
1: because um, the perfume company, making company, is called Swallowfield in Somerset, and Stone Low Candles in Essex make the candles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're two different companies, two, you know, completely separate.
0: And do you find that people are buying both at the same yes. time or different?
1: I'm trying to predict a customer, I do the. Um, house and garden have a spirit of christmas fair mm. for seven days at oh, olympia yeah. in, in that november good? every year done that? yeah doing it for the third year this year mm. and we have shifted a huge amount of stock because being there and meeting customers face to face because you can have twitter dealings with people or via email via the website but Actually, meeting customers face to face, you you see what they like and what they Mm. don't like and what they want. Um, Yeah. And I learned very very quickly after the first day of doing it three years ago that
0: you can never
1: you can never judge whether somebody's going to buy or not because Mm. people may look very rich and they may talk Mm -hmm. the talk. Yeah. Waste half an hour of your time and not buy a single thing and then ask for five free samples. Mm -hmm. Um, and somebody else may come along (laughs) and you think this person's never going to buy and they order five right there and then. No questions asked and you hand over their credit card. So Mm. I learned that you cannot predict who is going to buy. Mm -hmm. And we've had repeat customers. So
0: did you do that before you had the Liberty uh, business or at the same time? No,
1: it was launched at Liberty in April... 2014, and the first Spirit of Christmas Fair was in November 2014, so we'd been at liberty for six months,
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: and then met people at the Spirit of Christmas Fair uh, for the first time, and I was then worried that having only had one, two products, a candle and a fragrance, that it wouldn't be enough to sell, but we sold unbelievable volume of stuff. Um... And when we came back the second year, my, my worry then was that we would be old news that people would go, well, we bought from you last year, but we had people coming, and I now get tweeted daily or emailed people saying, Do you, is your new product going to be sold at the Spirit of Christmas Fair in November? And yes, it is.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Yeah.
1: Personal relationship. Everything is personal. That's, that's yeah. I suppose, the bottom line of everything is personal. Mm-hmm. And if people yeah. recognize that you are authentically the brand and not yeah, the front of something or just mm-hmm. because so many celebrity scents are like that where the person has never has had nothing to do with anything at all other than just putting their name and face to it.
0: Mm-hmm, so. Absolutely. So the new perfume mm-hmm. that has quite an essence of patchouli
1: mm-hmm.
0: to it. Now a lot of people will know you Richard from the amazing iconic film with Neil and I exactly,
1: which is set in that year, in '69.
0: Right. Okay. And did you were you wearing Patchouli in the film? Yeah, or it was.
1: A... Yeah, because every part that I played, I've always tried to find some scent that goes with what I think the character would wear, and Patchouli was the dominant, um, the predominant oil that, that that I wore when I was doing that film thirty years ago.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. So did, you must have, it must have it must have been great fun doing that kind of film. Was it? It was. because i
1: would never done i never done a film before, and uh, <laughs> oh, really? we've been great friends with Richard Griffiths, who's now dead, um, Bruce Robinson, who wrote and directed Paul McGann, and Ralph Brown, who played the drug dealer. So yeah, changed my life completely. Really?
0: Yeah. Mm, because you became.
1: <laughs> I'd never done a film before, and it was such a launch launchpad kind of part, and has resulted in almost every. Every part that I've had since has, mm-hmm. has been as a result of people seeing that, I think. Yeah. So I'm very indebted to it.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And you've also written is it two books. You wrote a novel and. i written a, a
1: novel and i published two see. sets of diaries. Ah, uh, yes.
0: With Nails, yeah. which came out in
1: 1995. Yeah. And then. I wrote do a you novel still in write 1997. A diary every yep, day. I do. And then I did the Wawa Diaries in 2000. After I'd made the, f- the film.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. And how long did it take you to write the novel? Uh, six months. Okay. Six yeah. months seems to be your time
1: for well, creating I suppose so, yeah.
0: things. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, yeah. So you managed to do such an incredible amount, more than what most ordinary people can do in a lifetime. Well, I'm so very I've impressed. Do you get like
1: up. you like clock. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I like to get up very early and I like to go to bed very late
0: okay well you look well for thank it thank you <laughs> when and you don't drink and smoke no which is I tried I tried yeah.
1: smoking I thought it was a just, I couldn't couldn't get my head around it and I'm allergic to alcohol
0: allergic yep no okay. enzyme in
1: my blood so I can't literally ah. poison
0: maybe that's why you love perfume so much the alcohol maybe and that.
1: Yeah. except you don't yeah. drink it Mhm.
0: yeah oh wow that's great so Anna do you, are you into like yoga or stuff no well, I like or? to swim
1: and play tennis Okay. Yep. Great. Run around Richmond Park.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, it's you uh, know it's it's really inspirational to meet oh, someone you. you know who has achieved so much. Seems to be really enjoying it. No,
1: I love my life. Yeah, yeah. You've only got one chance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say to 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 other people who maybe want to do some of the things that you have done, managed to do? Just
1: ju- ju- just try and do it because nobody wants you to succeed and especially as an an actor you you spend the majority of your going up for jobs that you don't get so you get used to being rejected for things very early on and if you can withstand that then you Mm. sort of have nothing to lose in taking a chance on something I think it's worked Mm. out it's that's how it's worked out for me Yeah. So far, trying to find some wood to touch.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. And are there any other things you'd like to do? I don't know. You always seem to be really well dressed. Are you ever thought of doing a fashion line?
1: No, 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 not at all. You've got to be. You've got to be. Yeah. Your daughter's age to do that. Yeah. Well, that's
0: brilliant. And you also do the TV series about. The hotels, mm-hmm. or have you finished doing that? I finished
1: doing that. Yeah, they just mm. endlessly repeat them, so there's yeah there's a, an impression that they're still ongoing. But they changed the commissioning editor at Sky Atlantic, and so they didn't make. Uh, we made. I made two series for them, and mm. I know that they've been repeated even this week. Yeah. So people stop me in the street and say, "Oh, I've just seen you in that," but you know they were finished three years ago. But I had a great mm-hmm. time doing mm-hmm. it.
0: And out of all the hotels you went to, what would you say was the most?
1: Oh, the Ballyfin in Ireland. all right. Absolutely Mm. beautiful hotel. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Ah. It It's my favourite. Why was that? Um, It was like stepping into... It was built by a very, very wealthy couple in the 18th century. And Mm -hmm. a Chicago billionaire has restored it. He's married to an Irish woman. And you feel... uh, There are only 16 suites in the hotel that... It's very intimate, and you feel that you're staying in somebody's country house as though they've just stepped outside the door and um, mm-hmm. have left you to it. And The food is excellent to There's fishing and riding, and just the most beautiful place. There's a retreat from you know, a very busy world that we now live in.
0: Yeah, great. Okay, thank you so much, Richard. And how do people find out more about the products, where's the best place to...
1: Online, where you get the story, which is www.jackperfume.co.uk, one word.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so if you Google me or and Jack And it's Perfume. on Facebook and Twitter
0: yeah. and everything Instagram, else.
1: Instagram, yeah. It's on all the social platforms.
0: Great. Media. Okay, well, thank you
1: very much, right. Richard. Thank you very, very much.
0: much.